Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. Oh, yeah, by the way, Ed, we actually uh, saw John, uh, John Wick 3 this weekend. It, you, your, your, your take on the movie was very, very much the best movie best video game movie not based on a video game yeah i mean that's pretty much what it is i feel like that's the audience that it appeals to oh dude and i'll tell you what i don't think i've ever seen a movie with as many shots to the dick than there were in this movie (laughs) they threw them through like 80 glass windows yeah he also got thrown through like 80 glass windows oh dude (laughs) every time it was it was it was just full of low blows and just, it, it was like some very like pro wrestling style special effects, but you know what? It was absolutely fantastic. And I, I was just, I was enthralled from start to finish. So that's my glaring endorsement on that one. But you know what, Adam, we're in a place now where there are no cheap shots. There are no dick shots, no low blows, and we're not going to throw each other through glass windows. We're back for the next episode of the RVA returners podcast. Guys, I'm your host, Chris Adams with me as always. Adam Lane, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Yeah, man, what a what, what a good time. What what a what a high energy movie that was. But uh, you know, pretty good week here. We've got a lot going on. Um, looks like community spoilers have you know kind of kicked off over in the UK. Um, we got you know big events coming up. We've got some big things happening here locally. Our ranks have increased again. So so it, it's been a good week overall for the game. And, uh, you know, we've got a fun topic to talk about kind of, you know, it's kind of a hot topic right now and we're going to, you know, cover more of that. But, um, you know, Adam, I, I don't, I don't think there, we're not going to beat it around the bush. We're just going to, we're not going to waste any ammo on this one. We're just, we're just going to John wick it. We're going right into it. It's the news. Yeah. So first up in the news, uh, like I said, um, our ranks have increased once again. You know, we were happy to announce that Lord Byron, uh, Brian Bylicky, has actually joined the Returners, uh, coming off hot of uh, his uh, Crystal Cup victory. Um, you know, Lord Byron has actually been a kind of a fixture here in our local events. He comes to almost every Soldier Series event. You know, sometimes he'll pop up to our Tuesday locals. Um, usually, if there's a, a, a tournament at Battlegrounds, he's here. Um, I know he's a big part of the Fredericksburg scene since he started playing. Um, you know, Steven has kind of said that that's his pupil. Um, but he, he brings a great attitude to the team. And just, you know, he's, he's a really good guy and a just really, really great player who who we've actually got to see improve to this level. So, you know, it's, it, it's a really, you know, really good thing to have him on this team for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is his first card game or not, but I, I remember when he first started playing. So, mm-hmm. Because I remember him coming yeah. down to like the first Battlegrounds event that he came to, and I, th- I, fe- I feel like when we went up there uh, for one of the Freddy's first events, he had like just started playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah um, and he clearly has improved tenfold, and you know I, I think he's a great addition to not only our team but also to the world's team again. So you know, big congratulations to him. We're actually super privileged to have him on our team, and uh, we can't wait to see you know what you know what happens moving forward. Um. So speaking of local scenes, Adam, you know, you know, John Schreiner joined the team a while back and he approached us with this really neat idea about almost having a second locals during the week, but one that can be a little bit more inclusive without people having to, you know, without people having to put on pants, essentially. So he had this idea. And Adam, I'll let you because um, I know once we've st- when we've, since we've started it, I've been sick or you know just wasn't able to participate just because I just was not up to it. Um, but we're doing this this octagon locals essentially. We're creating this this feeling of like a uh, like a digital space that's also like an LGS, but with fun, flavorful Final Fantasy six names as we often do. So Adam, tell us a little bit more about the uh, the octagon locals that've been doing. Yeah, so well, that we just started, I should say. Yeah, we had like a like a soft launch that I wasn't actually involved in at all. I uh, mm-hmm. couldn't make it, and at, that seemed to go well. That was just like a bunch of like kind of Virginia and um, New Jersey, Pennsylvania people that participated in that one. Uh, just to, like a smaller one, just to make sure like everything was working properly, like the the Discord channel was set up and everything. Mm-hmm. And then this past week um, on Wednesday, we kicked off the official like first one. 
Uh, I think we had like 27 or 28 people sign up. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we, we tried to cap it at 32. Uh, we didn't quite meet the cap, but we, we don't want to make it like too long because, you know, some people don't want to be online till like 11, 1130 and ended up going longer than we thought anyways. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll have to like kind of fix that and make sure the games are faster going forward and probably have to time games. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was five rounds. Uh, we just did a top cut and then just a, basically what you would do it like most locals didn't play it out. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam Duncan won with his wind lightning like cipher uh, AOE yep. damage with rain type deck. Uh, second was yep. actually a what mono fire list. So oh really? Yeah. You finished second? Uh, I don't recall their name, so I apologize. Mm-hmm. I think John's still in the process of putting the lists up on uh, FF decks. I, I don't know if he's got all the decks yet. Um, okay, cool. But uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty diverse field. It's a lot of people trying some crazy stuff. Uh, I saw a lot of cards you don't normally see because you know it, it's a free tournament. Everybody's trying to have fun. Um, yeah, and, and the people brought some meta stuff too. You saw like Mono Water, you saw some Ice Water, and uh, some Wind Water in there. I don't mm-hmm. think I saw a single dot of Luma though. Um, oh, nice! I, th- I think people are already taking that to heart, aren't they? Yeah. So, but it was fun. I got to commentate the whole thing. I also ran like uh, I used the Square software to to run the event. Um, and it's kind of like the cool thing is like in between rounds, there's not much downtime because literally as soon as everything's coming in, I'm putting it in the computer like cause I'm at the computer and, uh, mm-hmm. and as soon as the last round or the last game finishes, I can literally just hit like pairings for the next round and then just copy mm-hmm. and paste it into the discord channel and everybody kind of moves to their own table, uh, which are all pre-set up <clears throat> in the discord channel. Every, every table has their own voice channel. So it's pretty mm-hmm. sweet. Uh, John, John set all that up. And John was also streaming. He had a few power issues um, on some rounds, but other than that, the stream went pretty smooth. Uh, yeah, was... we've had some very unfortunate <laughs> weather here on the East Coast in the last few days. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be every Wednesday. For right now, going forward, there's a chance if there's more interest for like a for a West Coast time one, maybe we'll try to make that happen mm-hmm. like later. Depends on like who's available, because we have to have one person at least running it and commentating it and stuff. Exactly. Um, I know, like, I'm not going to be able to make it every Wednesday, but I'm going to try to commentate when I can, just for kind of practice yeah. and for fun. Um, yeah, and that's definitely what I plan on doing, you know, being in the commentary booth for this, just to kind of, you know, entertain the masses. And, you know, like I said last week, I wanted to be there, but just coming down the home stretch of being sick, I just, I, I, I had gone back to work and I was just wiped. There was no way. Yeah, it, it's, I don't know. I always have fun commentating. Uh, me and, I felt like me and John did pretty well. Uh, yeah, for sure. I made a few, made a few like psychic ex burst calls. That was pretty cool. Um, nice. You know, I'm, people people were having a good time. It seemed like, which was great, and that's really what matters. So, I think it's gonna exactly. continue. Yeah, I think it's gonna continue for a while. So. Yeah, no, for sure. Because like, really, what we're trying to do is really create that feeling of like a locals event. You know, this isn't this isn't like a hyper competitive event. This is something where you know and and the thing is we've opened it up to other people that aren't just virginia local so this this is a great way to give people a chance who maybe like the game play the game octagon is their only outlet to maybe kind of get like the feel of a local scene you know what i mean so i mean we're we're definitely as inclusive as we can be yeah and i mean this is open to anyone like i mean even west coast people can play even though it starts at seven which is like for their time um, mm-hmm. I think we started round one around seven thirty. We had like a players meeting, gave like 10, 10 minutes for people to show up. But we'll have to probably start being a little bit more strict on time, just to make sure things end at like a reasonable hour. Because some rounds took yep. a little long. Some some players dropped, and we had some hiccups with some drops and stuff like that. But other than that, it was fine. <clears throat> and I know we've talked about that. You know, obviously we've got that cap in place each week. That if you sign up and you're not in the cap you will actually be first in line for the following week to play. Yeah, and if for some weird reason we ever get to the point where we have more than 64 people, you'll have like wait two weeks, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, if it does, that's yeah, a great I, thing, honestly. So Exactly, and I guess that's a problem. Like, we'll burn that bridge when we get to it, right? Yeah. For sure, but, you know, be on the lookout for that. If you want to participate, you know, we'll be posting about it every week. Um, and I, I don't, I, I'm not sure again, we're, we're, it's still very much in the infancy. Again, we've had one actual week and then we had like a dry run the week before. So I want to say if people are interested, they 
post on either the post that John makes or they come to the Discord channel. I, I'm, if not, they just, I'm still fuzzy on how the... All they have to do is request the Discord link from either like me or John or someone that has it, which is a lot of gotcha. people. Uh, once you're in the Discord, there's a bunch of channels. Everything tells you what to do. Um, every channel, like every kind of like channel within the channel ha like kind of tells you where you should be posting, where you should be registering, where you should put your deck list, all that stuff. It's already kind exactly. of, it's, it's very self-explanatory once you're in the Discord. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's shaping up to be a really neat thing for not just us, but for anybody that wants to play and get some, you know, and again, we, we say it's a very not, not hyper competitive thing, but if you want to, if you're testing a competitive deck, you know, there's going to be a bunch of good players playing. So, you know, you're in a good spot if that's what you're looking to do. So it, it's, it's for all levels of people trying to play for sure. We had two of the three North American worlds players playing in it. So that, that yeah. helps you. So that should tell you something. And uh, speaking of, uh, you know, speaking of North American worlds, um, some tickets for a couple of events went on sale this week. Um, the tickets for the Richmond Crystal Cup went on sale, I believe it was Thursday. That sounds right, you know. It was Thursday. Uh, big shout outs to Daniel Jones and, you know, getting all that together with Battlegrounds. I know those guys have been busy. Um they set it up through uh, a Facebook link and Daniel will be able to track all the sales, know who's already bought. So don't worry about, I know it's not like a, a, it's a different method of doing it from the other crystal cups, but if you've got your ticket, we, we know it. So don't worry about that. Um, you know, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good time. I want to say we have it capped at 120, I believe for space. Yeah. And I think we've already sold half the tickets. So yeah, um, it yeah. did not take long. I'd say if you want, if you're gonna play, you should plan on probably buying them pretty soon. Um, I don't know if we're gonna reach quite cap, but it, I, I imagine it'll come kind of close. So yeah, absolutely. I, I'm pretty sure we'll hit a hundred easy, but it's gonna be a good event. And that's the uh, that's July sixth. So you know, hope to see everybody there for that. You know, definitely start making your travel arrangements now. Airbnbs and hotel rooms are booking up quick. Not only did the Richmond tickets go on sale, the events, the tickets for Gen Con actually went on sale as well. Um, there's obviously the two main events. There's a sealed event and there's the constructed event, which has a world qualifier spot at the end. Um, I believe the sealed one does also. Yeah, they each, it, it's win or go home. So both of them are okay. first place goes to Worlds, no Nats invites as far as I know. Mm -hmm. um, and you get as a Dane for entry. And I imagine there's some other prize support as well, but that's not really clear oh, at sure. the, this time. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I, at least looking on the Gen Con website, I saw where there was like a bunch of like small little like casual events going on but i don't really know much of the details on that but the two main ones that people are interested in are the constructed event and the sealed event now i know the constructed event had a uh, from what i understand a soft cap of 74 yeah i believe that's right now like we said that's that wasn't a hard cap and i know a lot of people got into a tizzy when they saw the when they saw the actual cap for that event. Gen Con's a really, really good time. You know, I know I had a blast last year when I went. Uh, I thought the events were great. Uh, just hanging out with everybody was great. And you're, you're kind of in like the mecca for tabletop gaming at that point. So if you've been curious about going and you play this game, I highly recommend it. Yeah, it was a good time last year. Um, and I, I'm actually looking forward. I know a lot of people aren't looking forward to it, but I'm actually looking forward to competing in Sealed again. So... Yeah, no, yeah, and I, I've actually I didn't sign up for sealed this year. I'm 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 clearing the path for you right now. No, uh, no, 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 no. God pulls this time, sir. We're just we're just gonna we're gonna take that off the table. This is this is all you now. I think you I should you you should think about it just for the Zidane, honestly, in my opinion. The Zidane, yeah, probably... I mean, I guess I guess the price of admission is probably just the the Zidane is worth it alone. Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe it'll be a game time decision because I know last year it there was maybe like 40 people that played in it if i'm not mistaken like 36 to 40 i think it was um, more than that but i, I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head i feel like it was more there might have been some people that dropped but i, I feel like it was more than 40 I, I don't recall the exact number though to be honest yeah i mean i, I may you know who knows because i know it's going to be opus 9 i may you know start getting into opus 9 and just love the way limited plays and yeah so for who knows i may end up but for right now i just signed up for the constructed and i've got my four day badge for gen con uh accommodations are already set in stone so it's, i'm just i'm ready it's gonna be a great weekend right so not only that speaking of other events and this one's a little more closer uh we do have uh the kansas city crystal cup is about two weeks away 
Um, this will be the first Crystal Cup in North America that is doing the draft format for top 32. So, you know, I know people have been preparing. You know, I know people have been doing draft events at their local events. We've been doing it. I know other areas have been doing it. People have been posting draft decks online just to kind of get feedback. So I think people are ready. Um, I know initially when people were talking about, um, you know, when, when draft was first thought about being introduced, it was very much a, you know, and we had talked about it a lot here on this podcast. Um, I think people have adapted very, very well. And I think people are actually kind of excited for it. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I liked it back then. The problem was that a lot of people just weren't big fans of it. And I think people are starting to come around and realize that it's actually fun. So yeah, um, and and it's not yeah. like unbalanced. I think that was a big thing people were trying to like shout out um, that it was like some unbalanced format. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think people are starting to realize there's a lot of skill involved and understanding like what to take when is a big deal. And so yep. people are starting to have more fun with it. And I see, yeah, I've seen a lot of more local scenes drafting. I know we've been drafting a pretty good amount. So absolutely, and it kind of it kind of you know I'm I'm happy to eat crow on this one. It, it looks like our community for the most part is ready for this type of format and this uh, kind of varied formats and these competitive events. So that's good. Uh, and, and I hope to see more of this as, you know, as we move along as, as more set as, as we get further in uh, maybe other formats as well, not just sealed and draft, but you know, maybe see title introduced, but you know, I don't want to, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I'm just happy to see people are embracing draft and they're actually having a really good time. So I, I want to say now the next, uh, I think that's it for events and as far as tickets are on sale. So yeah, you know, if there's anything happening locally, LQ's coming up, you know, definitely make sure you check your calendars for those. Um, there's just a lot to do in this game right now. A lot of events to go to, a lot of places to go, a lot of people to see. So, you know, there's no shortage. Um, and speaking of no shortage, Adam, community spoilers, looks like they are, they're, they're coming in hot. Yeah. Uh, at least for Europe for now, I'm sure we'll start seeing yeah. North American stuff soon after yeah, but so we, europe seems to be in full effect absolutely so we've got five spoilers this week and i actually like all of these some more than others but i, I actually like them all and uh, i guess we'll just go in order we can start with uh with alex hancock's spoiler i guess that's the first one that showed up this week um if you want to go ahead and read it off yeah so it's a four cp fire forward uh king class zero, job class zero cadet uh, type zero all that jazz he's an ak um you can discard one job class zero cadet instead of paying for his cp cost to play him from the hand onto the field and then when he enters the field you choose a forward and it can't block this turn i think this card's really neat um i i'm a big fan of alternate casting costs and this one it it doesn't really get much cleaner than that um i think it's kind of flavorful in that regard and i think he has a really solid etb um, I think overall the card's fine. I, I think you'll see, obviously, I think you'll see really good. He's a good limited card for sure. Um, will he see constructed play? Maybe. Um, it's really hard to say until we see, you know, more cards from the set. But you don't necessarily need to play like dedicated type zero to use this guy. Maybe just a couple, a couple characters that might have some sort of really good ability that can help with the deck you're playing. Adam, what do you think? Yeah, um... He's he's a really good limited card. Uh, also, just yeah. he can also just discard himself to his own discount, mm-hmm. which is nice. So you don't really technically have to run anything else. But I think it constructed. If he finds a home, it'll be like some small type zero package where you're running like maybe six to nine cadets, just to take advantage yeah. of the discount. Uh, if you play this guy for two, it's a really really good. And he doesn't yeah. feel awful playing him for four. He's on curve and he has an ETB. So uh, and, yeah. and it's an ETB that can win games. <coughs> Uh, exactly. So I, I actually think he's he's pretty solid. Uh, it's yeah. I think it's going to be a little hard for, for where to figure out where he goes, but I think if there ends up being yeah. some deck with fire in it that runs a small cadet package and can get away with it, he's a solid card. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%. I, I'm curious to see what people can do with him. Uh, next up, we have yet another Cypher. Yeah. Go ahead and, go ahead and read it off. <laughs> this one's from uh, Final Fantasy TCG Italy. Uh Mm-hmm. Is a two CPC candidate forward category eight. Uh, if you have a witch, he gains three thousand power. And was he a two CP five K? He is. Yeah, he's on curve for two CP. So if you have a witch, he's a he's an eight K. Um, I don't think he's terrible. Um, I I think a lot of. I mean, obviously, we've already seen a new witch that's on color in this set. Um, 
obviously you know, he plays well with Adea, which isn't terrible if you play in Adea, kill something, play this guy for two. Now you you know you've got an eight K possible nine K with you know um, Lulu on the board. Um, I don't think he's terrible. I just don't know where he goes again. I mean, I think if you're playing some sort of cipher package, you know, with like the goon squad, I think there's the other ciphers are just better. But again, I don't know. I think it's a fine card. And I think if, you know, in limited, as far as, you know, if you're able to get the, I cannot remember her name, the Mobius, the legendary. Mia, but she's also a legend. So that's a little bit of a stretch, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and who knows? There could be another version of an Adea or an Ultimecia in this set, perhaps. I mean, you never know. But I, th- I think it's fine. I mean, nothing. It's not lighting the world on fire, but I don't think it's terrible either. Yeah, I think he's going to be a card draft that's going to wheel to you. If you manage to get Mia in draft and mm-hmm. you just can take this as like your last pick in a pack like that, I think that's going to happen mm-hmm. pretty often. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the big issue with this card for Constructed is the EX Cypher exists, and that searches for mm-hmm. Witches which is going to go in the same deck that this would go in. And that card, in my mm-hmm. opinion, is just better. Because um, yep. it's going to filter your deck. It's going to get you the things that you really want, not just the 2CP AK. Uh, mm. I mean, if you get them online, it's okay. But again, like, just a blank card that powers itself up, because that's what he is. Like, I mean, he doesn't have any other text other than the fact that he gains power. Um, yep. It usually aren't that great. So I don't expect this to see much play. Uh, I expect the EX Cypher to jump up and play if, if, like, some kind of witch deck is good and not this one. Yeah. So. No, I agree with that 100%. Like I said, not terrible, not lighting the world on fire. Just very meh, very middle of the road. Yeah. All right, so next up we've got the uh, the card of the week, uh, Ifrita. Uh, beautiful artwork. Yeah, the artwork's pretty sick. So this is uh, our first fire, like, modal summon. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a Mobius, just kind of like all the other ones. It's a 3CP summon. Uh, select one of the following three actions. If you have five or more card Ifrita or card Ifrit in your break zone before paying the cost, select three of three. Uh, choose a four, deal a 7k. Choose a monster, cost three or less, break it. Deal 3,000 damage to all fours opponent controls. Uh, man. It's like, this is a card that when I, like, when I first read it, I was like, oh, this card's kind of cool. And I think I was blinded by the, uh, the fact that Fire finally got a modal summon. But... I, I think it just requires so much to really get the best kind of value out of it. Um, I like it okay enough, but I, I, I just, I don't know. I just don't know if it's good enough. I, I think the biggest problem I have with it is, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a three CP summon, but literally two of those three modes we saw on a not really great heroic in the last set. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I don't know. The the cleave is probably like the cleave effect is probably the best of the three, but like I'd rather just play baby Phoenix and not only I, I, yeah I'm just cleaving for two instead of three, but I'm also doing something that could improve my side of the board potentially. So like I I don't know I I don't really know what to think of this card. Uh, Adam, Adam maybe maybe you could help sway me one way or the other. I'm very like I. I I want to like it, but right now I kind of don't. Oh, I'm I'm on the fence. I don't think it's good. Um, okay. So I actually went to Twitter on this card because uh, I had strong feelings. I didn't think it was good, uh, and I talked to like Jordan Dank and some other people on Twitter, and we had a good conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Jordan Jordan thinks the card's nuts, and the reason he thinks it's nuts, and he brought up some good points, is that uh, you can kind of slot it into Earth Wind with like Fina and some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but for me, like I, I don't know. It it just at that point it just feels like a worse Valifor. Um, mm-hmm. You're just not running Valifor because, I, I guess you're not running Yuna and stuff. But you get the mm-hmm. like Valifor has a burst; it costs one less, and it's, you don't have to play more fire cards. But I guess maybe mm-hmm. if you get to the point where you want to play more fire cards to play your Phoenix, like it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. I think in Mono Fire, I don't think this card's good at all. Actually, uh, I don't think you're gonna cut Phoenixes for this card. I don't think you mm-hmm. want to cut your like Bahamas that are seeing play for this card because of like Veritas and stuff. If you want to run Brynhildr, I think Brynhildr is just better with Ketuna because it's a burst, and that's really what you want to be seeing. And in Mono Fire, mm-hmm. a lot of times, I think you're just going to be casting this to deal 7k to something. And yeah. in that case, it's just a worse Brynhildr because it doesn't have the burst yep. symbol on top. I mean, yeah, you get some more like flexibility out of it, but like, is it really flexible when you're only really doing that like 1-5% to 5% of the time? I don't, I don't really think it is. 
Uh, and you're never, ever, ever getting the three of three. Like, that's just, you could build it different. Yeah. If you if that's your goal, be prepared to lose a lot of games. You're going to get some three of threes in that deck, but, like, you're not going to be winning yeah. a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of no, like, I, where, I, yeah. I mean, that's where I stand on it. I'm, a lot of people are disagreeing, and that's fine. Uh, you know, I encourage them to play the card if they think the card's good. Uh, I don't think it's terrible. I think I think the word I used was awful when I first tweeted it, and I think that's harsh. Yeah. I don't think the card is awful, but I do think it's going to struggle to see play at in competitive decks at competitive events. And I think that's yeah. really where I'm coming from. Is like even in fire decks, I don't know where you put it. Earth Wind mm-hmm. decks with fire, it can maybe have a place, but like I would probably just run Valifor and maybe start getting even more. I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I could see that, like, because with Fina having the extra board wipe is nice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the where it lives is probably Fire Wind. If that becomes like some kind of deck, like I could see it being good there. But like, Wind mm-hmm. just has access to better board cleaves than Fire. Yep. And so you're just giving Fire a crappy board cleave on a card, and that's why everybody I feel like is looking at it and saying that it's pretty good. But I, I'm not seeing it yet. Um, if some you know if someone proves me wrong, that's great. I'm not gonna be mad about it. I want fire cards to be good. I just oh yeah for sure. Yeah, I just don't think it's that great. So I'll get off my soapbox yeah, now. No. no, I definitely agree with that. And you know, and we'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a, a new Ifrit in this set that might make it worth playing. I, I don't but, think. See, the thing is, like, even if they print a good Ifrit and you're running six copies of that, like, you're probably still not going to get to choose three or three. You have to have five in the break zone. Yeah, like, <laughs> which means you. And it, chances are, if you're casting five removal spells like that, you're probably pretty ahead. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I just don't. Sense. I don't see that happening. Yeah, you could run your twelve to fifteen <laughs> Ifrit deck, but like, even then, there be games where you don't get it off. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that assessment 100%. So we'll see. You know, we'll see. It's very much up in the air. That's for sure. All right. So next up, these next, these last two, uh, it's like we're seeing some uh, some cantrips here. So kind of, this will be the what third, second and third cantrips we've seen. Adam, go ahead and start with Mind Flare. Yeah. So this one's Joseph Fair Spoiler. So two CP mm-hmm. Ice Ice Summon EX Burst uh, Category Four Mind Flare. Uh, EX mm-hmm. Burst shoots a forward. Your opponent controls double it and draw a card. Um, I, I love the, the old, the old Davy Jones artwork there. Um, I, I think the card's fine. Um, I, I, it, I don't know. It's weird. Like when I see this card, it reminds me of like mystical paralysis from verses, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. But like, I, I like the fact that you can move something out of the way and draw a card for two CP. I mean, essentially it replaces itself. I think that's, I think that's really cool. Um, and I believe it is an EX burst, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. have the art in front of you. That's not terrible. Um, I don't. I would like it better if it wasn't like if you didn't have to choose your opponents for it. If you could just choose a forward, yeah. I think that'd be really cool. But I, but I, I think the card's fine. Um, this is one of those cards where I, I don't really know where it has a home, but I, I think it's a fine card. Yeah, I, I do feel like if you could choose your own, it would be much better because uh, yeah. the likeliness of it whiffing on bursts is, is less. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, not to that really bad, actually, because if you're getting hit with a burst, there's something, something's the board. So, yeah, never mind. Like, that's always going to hit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it does something and draws a card. It replaces itself. Um, so I actually think it's, it's pretty good. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know, like, where it's going to go yet. Uh, <clears throat> Maybe just the drawing card in, like, Mono Ice makes it worth it because they don't really have a lot of yeah. draw power now. So if they're drawing cards and making you discard, that seems good. Yeah. Um, so maybe, but I, I think it's solid. And again, it's another really good draft card. So. Oh yeah, for sure. It's another one like being able to like play king and say something can't block. Then you play that, draw a card, and say dole that. You might just win on the spot. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Totally. And you've positive. done it all for two CP essentially because you've drawn a card. Yep. Yeah, I think the card's good. I, I, I'm, I, I, I do. I think it's good. I just like I think this next card's pretty good, but. Uh, let's go ahead and read it first before we dive into it. Go ahead, Adam. There's a I, new Chuchu Lane. Uh, Cuckoo I, Lane. Yeah, I think this card's nuts, actually. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Cuckoo Lane, the Impure. It's a 1 CP EX Verse Water Summon, Category 12. Choose mm-hmm. a 4. It loses all abilities until end of turn. Draw a card. Uh, yeah, I, I like this card a lot. Um, 
A, the fact that it's netting you CP pretty much, and the fact that I like that this one is why why you would ever want to wipe one of your own guys' abilities. You know, the, the situation may come up, but the fact that it's not limited to having to choose an opponent's for it, I I always like that about a card when you're not limited to choosing on one side of the board or another. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many great targets here. I mean. Just we you could we could just rattle them off right now. Vish Veritas, Yastola, Arden, uh, Yuri, um, four CP Zidane, uh, Ida, uh, Knight, Knight. Yeah, I mean, geez, yeah, like the list goes on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do you think? Obviously, you think the card's nuts too. Like, um, like where where do you see this card possibly finding a home? Uh, I mean, I think it could go just about anywhere. Uh, it seems really good off like the old starter Garnet. From Opus Three, mm-hmm. you can cast it and just to draw a card and and like it, it seems better, almost probably better than like Poo Poo. Maybe maybe if you really value the extra card, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this does something extra, like being able to turn something off. Uh, mm-hmm. It just seems really good. Yastola obviously is the big one for me, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe like pre- before your Cognazzo turn, you just turn her off, and yeah. it's like you're gonna eat this. Like either either you're gonna eat this entire cat, like. It just adds one CP to the CAG nickel turn, so it turns a seven CP play into a eight CP play that they have like probably no answer to. Um, yeah. Well, even well, even then you're drawing a card off of it, so yeah. So really, it, it, it kind of discounts it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's extremely good. I think they're definitely going to find room for at least one or two of these, maybe. In <laughs> uh, wind water, I don't. I don't know if it's going to like maybe it might find room as like a one of. Um, but you'd have to cut your other choo-choo lanes, um, which they I think they value a lot in that deck, just because like the extra power reduction on top of like the Yuri ping and the the Chilinka pings are a big deal. But also yeah. like that deck could be okay turning off a of Yastola as well. I think that's the big card. Yeah. I think that's the card that that the the number one culprit this card's gonna like target is Yastola. It's like yeah. I'm gonna pay one turner off. Do you want a sacker? Like, you're probably not, right? You're going to force me to spend something else, but I'm probably not going to do that unless I'm going to kill her. So yep. it just is like one CP, draw a card, and then cast something else to kill Yastola. I think that's probably the main use of this card. Um, yeah. But like you said, it, it also can do a lot of other things in a lot of other matchups. But I do think that's mm-hmm. going to be its primary use. So. Yep. No, I agree, I agree with that 100%. I think the card's solid. I, lo- I love the fact that it's Category 12. Yeah, it, it actually isn't bad in title. I it, it's it's a bit worse in title, I think, because uh, mm-hmm. a lot of title stuff. And it depends on the category you're playing, I guess. But like against yep. seven, you're probably not doing too much because if I have something to respond, I'm gonna do the special anyways. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess against nine, it could help you in certain ways. Uh, yeah, and it's then, great in the twelve. It's great in the mirror match for twelve too, because you just shut off Fran. Yeah. Yeah, uh, sure, for that, yeah. But, like, uh, a lot of the untargetable stuff, like, you're still not going to be able to target with this. I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. problem. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's solid. It's probably better than yeah. the other Choo Choo Lane in title. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. So, yeah, solid cards, a uh, really good week for spoilers. And, obviously, you know, as you know, more community spoilers pop up, we'll make sure we have those. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, every time I see a new card, man, I'm getting more and more excited for Opus 9. Um, there's maybe one or two cards we've seen so far that I'm still kind of on the fence about or not sure, but, uh, I, I think we're, we're shaping up to have another really solid set and I'm really excited about it. It's, uh, what little over a month away before the set releases. Uh, yeah, I think that sounds right. It's, it's like right after the Richmond Crystal Cup. So like Richmond yeah, is the last it, Opus 8 event. Yeah. And then like pre-release, isn't like pre-release like the, the very next weekend. I, I think so, after- yeah. Yeah, and then the set releases the next week. Yeah, and then I think like two weeks after that is Gen Con. So Opus Nine will be yeah. pretty fresh for Gen Con. I actually I want to yeah, say absolutely. or no Portland's at, or not Portland. Uh, the other Arizona Christmas, uh, Arizona is after Gen Con. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah, that's definitely right. Yeah, yeah. So this calendar, there's so many events. The calendar is so stacked, and they're coming so fast. Yeah. <clears throat> But uh, now, as far as you know, kind of diving into our main topic here, I don't think we have any more news. It's uh, you know, it's been a good week for news, but nothing too crazy. Um, but one of the things I did see this week, and this is kind of you know our main topic this week, um, uh, our world champion Alex Hancock wrote a really cool article talking about rotation. And I urge everybody to go back and read it. 
Um, Because that's kind of how I've been feeling for a a while. Um, I I think a rotation could be good at some point. Um, I don't, you know, and I guess where I'm going with that is our main topic here. We're going to talk about like the thoughts of like B and E's bands and erratas versus just good old fashioned rotation. Um, I think there's good and bad to both sides. Um, I don't think there's really a right or wrong answer for this game right now, but I, I think, I think if the game were to take a direction one way or another, now I know, you know, before we, I'll preface this by saying, I know they've mentioned that they don't plan on doing a rotation, but you know, never say never, right. That's kind of, that's kind of something that we've learned in any card game. You know, that was when, just to kind of take it back to when you and I played versus, you know, they talked about like never wanting to ban cards and sure as shit, you know, some, sometimes you just have to do stuff. They, you know, it's a necessary evil. Sometimes, sometimes. It, it's it just... is. It is. And sometimes a rotation is a necessary evil because they may get to a point where it's like rotate these sets or kill the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes your backs against the wall and you have to make a choice, but you know, we'll kind of dive in more into that. Now, Adam, we're going to talk about, you know, again, bands and erratas versus a pure rotation. Now, we'll start with bands and erratas. What are what's some of the good that can come from banning cards and erratating certain cards? Like what's what's some of the good that comes from this? Yeah, I mean, there, there's cards that see a ton of play. Like for for me, I like I get about I get value out of my cards by playing them, right? I know some people get upset when their card that's worth a lot of money gets banned and they think the value of it's just going to tank, which in this game where it's kind of like it's still kind of in its infancy in comparison to other things that's probably true mm-hmm. um but like it it, cha- it forces players to change because if you don't if the game itself doesn't force players to change why why would we change right like unless unless the game tells me I can't play Diabolus and Yastola or Zidane like why am I going to mm-hmm. stop you know and, yep. and and both bands and rotations both do that they tell you like hey we're going to rotate these sets. You're going to lose these cards. You can't play them anymore. Hey, we're going to ban or limit these cards or errata these cards. You either can't play them or you have to play them in their new, what they look like now kind of thing, like either one copy or the new errata. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of, it, it forces players to play differently from what's been doing, like they how they've been playing in the past. And it, and it allows mm-hmm. players that are watching and players that are playing like for a fresh experience, so to say. Even though you're playing the same mm-hmm. game, uh, not having to deal with certain cards provides a different experience. Um, I will say, in my opinion, with how we're set up right now, I wouldn't want to see a full rotation yet. I, I'm not saying you can like rule it out inevitably in the future, but like, I just I think there's cards that have identities, and I think Alex brought this up in like his little his write up. And I think mm-hmm. losing those identity cards is a big deal. I do think though, if you're gonna ban and you're gonna go the ban route, um more things need to get banned in order to shake something up. Like, just banning Dottaluma isn't going to change much, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I think there needs to be, like, a wave of cards that get banned. Maybe, like, five to, like, ten, somewhere in that area. And they might not mm-hmm. necessarily be the cards where you're like, oh, these cards are broken, right? But they're cards that everyone's going to play, and there's no reason not to play them if you're playing mm-hmm. those elements. And I think that's the problem we're running into now. It's like, in these mono decks, especially, like, the ones that are good, like, they're not going to change unless someone forces them to change. And and the players... If I'm playing mono water... Yeah. Yeah, if I'm playing mono water, I'm not not playing Cognazzo. I'm not not playing Lina. You know what I mean? Like, you're just... Those are cards that are going to be played. And same thing with, like, Famfret. Until you say, I can't play these cards in this deck, I'm going to play them. Right, and, and I'm not saying you need to get rid of all of them or get rid of every win con. Some are more are worse than others. Um, mm-hmm. I do feel like like win decks are kind of limited in space of like what they can and can't run, and and maybe yeah. like maybe limiting cards is the way to start it, right? Like be like you can only run one copy now of this card. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can only run one Cagnazzo, right? Like that changes mm-hmm. things. And some people are running oh, yeah. two to three. Um, no one's running one. I think you'd probably be nutty to run one. Uh, no, I agree. But like the fact if like that Cognazzo hits on damage, you're like that that card's gone. I don't have to worry about that card anymore. And you still have nickel, like you still have a card that's threatening a lot of reduction, and that you can scholar oh, yeah. and, ki- and kill two things. Um, yeah. So I sometimes mean, that two things is enough. Yeah, and, and that might be enough to win you the game for sure. 
mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I would like to see some things get shaken up because I know me personally, I still enjoy the game. I still love the game a lot, and I still have a ton of fun mm-hmm. playing it. But I don't think that a lot of these decks are going to drastically change anytime soon unless something changes. And I'm sure some people like it that way, and that's great. If that's the way they're having fun, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, but I think a lot of majority players don't want to see the same Earth Wind deck five sets down the road where they've only changed five cards. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I think Dottaluma changes the deck a bit, but th- there's still a lot of strong centerpieces in that deck that aren't going to go away. Same with like Wind Water and, and Mono Water, mm-hmm. like you were saying. Uh, I, it's hard to figure out what the right answer is here because you're going to make someone mad no matter what. I agree. So, But I, I think I think we need to have some kind of thing in place where the game every so often is going to be like refreshed. And, and it, it, like, exactly. And I, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say that I think that's the key word, right? You hit it right there on the head. Like, because sometimes you do just need a, just a quick refresh for a game because, you know, you, again, you hit the nail on the head by saying, you know, we, we're going to be seeing essentially the same iterations of decks for the next opus, the opus after that, minus maybe five to six, maybe eight cards. Mm-hmm. Um, now, at what point does does that become stagnant and you're just like, Oh good. I'm going to a tournament again, or I guess I want to win. I'm going to sleeve up this same 50, uh, you know, mono water deck and I'm going to play against it for five rounds straight. Or, you know, like I, I think when, when you give it, when you give a game a chance to almost, almost find like a, a new identity or, and, and also too, right. When you, when you do these things, when you ban these cards, I mean, even if you rotate things in and out, you get you, you could get some fresh eyes on the game like there's somebody who's who maybe doesn't want to play this game right now um who maybe they just don't like mono water they don't like that deck they just they, their locals are full of it they mm-hmm. go to it they went to a tournament outside their locals all they did was play against mono water they were like fuck this i'm out but you know maybe six months from now when that deck because they've gotten rid of cognazo they've gotten rid of i don't know they've gotten rid of lena they've gotten rid of viking They've gotten rid of cloud. You know, they've gotten rid of some of these cards. They've either rotated out or they've been banned or restricted. Maybe that player now wants to come back, and now there's new deck. There's new deck ideas. There's new archetypes possibly that have popped up from this. So now you've you know you and most of the player base is gonna change is gonna stay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna quit the game because up uh, they've rotated the deck out. I liked well, uh, Opus Four has been rotated out, or these cards have been banned. Up, oh, not playing the game anymore. That's not me. Because uh, I think the game will still be fun regardless. But now I get a chance to explore new cards and try maybe a new deck or archetype that maybe I didn't know that I, I enjoyed before. Yeah, You know what I mean? And it, it does go back to just refreshing the game. And, you know, when we're talking about positives for bannings, you know, you, you did kind of hit the, hit the nail on the head once again that it does force players to change how they play like all your earth wind players are going to have to and the ones who are like diehard earth wind players you know a perfect example is our steven steven arboleta our, our own our own sweet summer child he he was pretty hot he came in pretty hot about the uh about the dotaluma band but you know what he's a good player he's going to learn to adapt he's going to figure out what you know if, if he's going to continue to play earth wind he's going to find another set of cards to replace that yeah. You know what I mean? I, I just think I think uh, they're going to have to ban more than just one card. I think that's the thing. Like, it, it's going to feel oh, bad. It, it feels really bad if you're the Earth Wind player because, like, they only ban that card, right? But what if they had, mm-hmm. like, come out and been like, here's seven cards that you can't play anymore, or here's five cards yeah. that you can't play anymore, and here's three cards that you can only play one of in your deck? Because um, mm-hmm. right now, I do feel like they probably feel a little bit hard-targeted, and you can't blame them so much because, like, they just banned one card, and that's the only deck that card is in that's oppressive. Because, uh, mm-hmm. like, all the other decks that Dotaluma's in are kind of like, eh, he's just an AK that's, like, hard to deal with for some elements. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the the one the one positive I'll say, for, or a few positives for, like, a rotation is um, it, it the, your, the freshness you feel, I guess, is a lot higher because, mm-hmm. because you literally are like, these sets are gone. It's like hundreds of cards are gone. And so you're forced oh, yeah. to you're forced to reevaluate things if, at, when a rotation oh, yeah. happens, like everything. Like if you only ban five cards, you'll <laughs> you'll reevaluate some stuff that you couldn't play because X card was too good, or it directly yeah. countered it. But if you rotate and you and you're like these four sets are gone, 
you have to reevaluate like everything post those four sets. Um, and, and I'm glad you said that because this is this is one of my things as far as rotation. Because I, I I personally like rotations more than I like ban. That's just me. That's how that's how I feel about it. I do too. I well, look, I just want to interrupt one, one for one second. Go ahead. Go I ahead. I do too, but when a game isn't prepared to rotate, I prefer them to ban because like I I think this game obviously hasn't, and and they've said it they didn't want to prepared to mm -hmm. for a rotation so i feel like it feels a lot worse because you have all these cards that are literally identity based cards and elements that we've been playing for so long and if, if all of them just go away or some of them go away for some elements and the other elements get to keep theirs it's going to be a big deal mm -hmm. because they they haven't right. thought of it in that way because they don't want to do it that way and so i think in this game in particular i think they kind of have they force themselves to have to do bans and um mm -hmm. erratas and restrictions as opposed mm -hmm. to a rotation and that is until because on one of the good things about rotation as well um just to kind of segue for my other thought um when you have a full-on rotation it does kind of open up the design space a little bit more and you know maybe down the road in a few sets from now they start creating cards that have rotation in mind maybe we mm -hmm. see i don't like to use the word functional reprints but cards that can kind of act in the stead of some of these cards that are getting ready to take a hike. Like a perfect example, the the card of the week last week, the uh, the 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 dragon Yazmet. from twelve. I can't remember its name. Yasmat. Yasmat. Imagine if that card was spoiled after, say they say, Opus one through five, rotated out. Mm -hmm. Say now, then we saw that card. Now that we 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 now are playing a game without Diabolos and without five CP Barts. And then we see a card like that, it would change the way you evaluate it a little bit. You're like, oh man, that reminds me. Oh wow, remember when we had Diabolos? Remember when we could play that card? Mm -hmm. This reminds me of that. This card's excellent. People are going to be playing this card now because they'll yearn for that power level that they had with these cards. You know what I mean? Um, so it's it, it creates a sense of excitement around cards that you know, like when we evaluate when we evaluate it, we were like, eh, why why. Why bother with that? I'll, I'm fine with Diabolos. I'm fine with Bart's. I'm fine with Fina. I'm fine with these other cards that do this better. Mm -hmm. But and it just goes back to what you said. It does force you to reevaluate things and how new card when new cards are coming in, you are going to look at them in a different light because they're going to do similar things to these other powerful cards. But it goes back to forcing you to have to change the way you play because you're going to play that card. If Diabolos is gone, you're, you're not going to play that card the way you played a Diabolos. You just can't because obviously it's a forward versus a summon. But the way you set it up, the board states, the things you're going to have to look for for your opening to play that are a lot different than it was when you're playing a Bartz and a Diabolos and setting up all these crazy turns. Right. So, um, and, and I think that's something that a lot of games need. Whereas, um, I just, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, I don't want to be in Opus 12 or 13. And all right, well, let me go ahead and build my wind water deck. And here I am still using three Diabolos, three Ishtola, three Zidanes, Yuri and Chalinka, um, you know, two CP Yuna, the, you know, I, I, I Valifor, you know, I, I don't want to be using these same cards. Meanwhile, they're printing all these new exciting things that just aren't good enough yeah I, I will say one thing i don't like about rotations uh i think mm -hmm. this is probably the last thing i can think of is it cr mm -hmm. i feel like when you start having these feature sets with rotation in mind you end up creating a lot of cards that are like chaff right like they're oh, literally yeah, cards sure. and i feel like this game doesn't have that problem yet like i feel like when you open boxes sure there are cards that are like kind of suck and there are mm -hmm. and there are a few cards that like have no text on them that are bad but for the most part, every uh -huh. every card in this game is pretty unique and does something kind of oh. unique, even if it's like slightly different than a card before. Like there's mm -hmm. there's no two cards in this game that are exactly the same. Um, mm -hmm. It would like I said, with the exception of maybe like just blank cards, which they don't really print anymore. I don't think I think the last time they printed one was Opus Five. Uh, yeah, but like when you start getting this mindset of rotations, I feel like. At least I've noticed this in Magic a little bit, where there's just some lazy ass cards where they're just like, you throw it in there, and I'm like, that card's never ever ever gonna see play. Like, there's just like no reason for me to ever play that card, and they mm -hmm. just kind of like throw it in a set. Whereas I feel like for the most part, there are a few like literally only gonna see play in draft cards. Like I know in the last set, like you know the black mages and stuff. Like you're probably only gonna see that, like the ice black mage. You're probably gonna see that in draft. Oh. But like, uh, 
there's not a lot of those. At least in my opinion, that's that's the way I feel. Oh, there's definitely not. I think that's one of the best things about this game overall. Yeah. Whereas, like, I, I feel like if we if they do rotate, you're gonna be like, oh, cool, uh, Red Mage reprint, like, sweet, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the sets gonna end up being that, and then that allows them to like, like, yeah, you're gonna have these powerful cards that they like, get the top end. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't want it to fall into that the trap that Magic is in. I I, I don't hate rotations as long as they're done properly. But uh, I right. just don't like to fall into and, that trap. And again, to, to cite verses, I like the way they kind of like handled rotation percents because it wasn't so much a rotation as it was um, like different formats per se. Like I love that they had, all right, this competitive season is Silver Age or it's Modern Marvel or it's DC Modern or mm-hmm. all right, well, this season it's Golden Age. I like the fact that they... And again, that just goes back to like good design, and they obviously had that in mind when they made the game and they made the sets. Um, I think that's that's a great way to have a rotation without really having a rotation per se, because even the cards that the Golden Age cards will always be playable when Golden Age comes back around to be the format for the competitive season or for that particular event you're going to. Yeah. Um, but for versus, the one thing they had, um, and is because of the way the teams worked. When, yep. you, when you rotate it out, it didn't feel as bad. Because, like, literally, like, if you rotate it, you're like, okay, Titans is just gone. Like, you're not playing yep. Titans in Modern. Um, mm-hmm. But you can't, when you rotate in a game like this that has element identity, like, you can't just, mm-hmm. you're not just going to rotate Lightning out. Like, you can't just rotate the entire element, right? Like, Lightning yep. still needs to have something after the rotation. Whereas at Versus, they didn't. Like, it, it didn't matter that Titans was gone. Because you had to play these other teams that were newer. And yep. that game had that advantage, I feel like. And that's why I liked it. Like, when you rotate it, it never felt bad because you knew these teams were going to be gone and you were going to have to play from these pool of teams. Uh, yep. Because, like I said, like, once Origins is gone, you're not playing Titans. You're not playing Sentinels. Yep. I mean, you could play Sentinels, but you're not doing it. You know? Like, yep. And you can't do and that. You and... also knew that you could still play those cards at a tournament where that format was what was being played. Yeah, and they obviously still supported that format, at least to, until the game died. Um, they did. Yeah. So I think that might be like a nice way to go, is like have multiple formats, but I don't really know, because I still feel like you lose some identity by losing some cards. So I don't oh, know. Absolutely. It's hard. It's hard. I can't really say one, one way is right and one way is wrong. I, I could just say what I prefer, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, and, that, and that's kind of really the long and short of it. Um, cause there, there is a lot of good and, you know, we've kind of sprinkled in the negative as we were going ar- along as opposed to just listing them out. Right. Um, but I think the biggest negative, as far as just the way we've seen the banning so far, um, like guess, like Gesper and Thaumaturge, like that, that was perfect. Like that, that was good. Like those two cards needed to go and it really opened the format back up. I just banning, banning just Dottaluma right now feels very. Yeah, I still like, think like like, I'm, like they missed the mark on this one. There's a couple other cards in, in several like they could have done one or two cards in each element, and you know done it like that, and yeah. that would have really shaken things. No, I would have liked to have seen that better. Like maybe ban like one card from each element. Even even if fire yeah. gets a ban, I don't care. Like you know. Oh yeah, especially if that ban is like Phoenix. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you want to do that. But be, yeah, that might be a little rough because, like, I feel like it'd be a little unfair to fire. But I, I understand like where it'll be coming from. Um, mm-hmm. I, I actually, I don't think Thaumaturge needed to be banned, but that's like a story for another day. I think Esper one hundred percent needed to go. Uh, yep. But yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see. I really hope that Dottalum is not the only band going to Opus Nine. Like, I, I would really mm-hmm. like to see. Maybe like maybe not necessarily Yastola or Diabolos. Like I don't know because I, I feel like people are still kind of feels bad about Legends getting banned. But I think Zidane mm-hmm. and, and Viking would probably be up there for me. That I would probably yeah. be okay with them going. So yeah, I, I think if Zidane and Viking go, it, it's you'll you you will see that shakeup that you're looking for. And you know, there's probably one or two other cards that you could easily like throw into that pot and not even and not even bat an eye or just yeah. really force somebody to think, you know, about another like even if you throw like two CP unit. Yeah, I think Re- you Rina Yuna and Riku are probably the next two that I would hit. Like mm-hmm. I think I think that would be a good group of like five right there, right? Dotaluma, Zidane, Yuna, Riku, mm-hmm. and uh what was the other card? Oh, Viking. 
Yeah. Or just even if, if you want to even go that far, just get rid of that whole original YRP package. All three of them. I, I think Pain can stick around if you ban the Riku and the, the you know. I think it's a lot harder to get her free stuff online, right? You'd mm-hmm. have to play like the other backup Riku or, or the, the forward, forward Riku. Riku yeah. yeah. And at that point you're if you're playing YRP, you're probably just playing like the big Riku and the big Pain. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe, maybe maybe that is the answer and you know and who knows, right? Because like I I know like there's a lot of like shakeups are happening in these next couple sets. I mean Kagiyama's even said it with the with the creation of a new keyword, uh dual element cards. Um so like ch- change is coming. So that that's why I'm not like I'm not like all you know, pitchforks in the in the dirt, you know you know, got my got my cowbell, you know, banging it, you know, on the street corner, you know. Yeah, okay. I mean this Har- yeah. the harbinger of death because the game's getting ready to change. Um but I, I think if they're going the ban route, they I think they just need to be a little bit more I don't want to say thorough, but just be a little bit more can't think of the right word, but I, you see what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I will say one. This is probably the last thing, at least the last thing on my mind. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I don't like the idea of bans like going forward is I don't want to get to the point where in order to play competitively, you have to look at this ban list that's as long as like the Chris Jericho like thousand moves printer sheet. Like, like <laughs> that's what I feel like it gets bad. Thousand and one bans, baby. <laughs> like, I love it. Like when you're, yeah, like when your bad sheet is like, you know, maybe 20 cards or something, it's not terrible. Even 20 feels like a lot to me. Cause like how, I mean, in verses, I'm trying to think it was like 10 maybe in the entire life. Yeah, it was, it was 10 and it was all, and thankfully it was all like, like the same, like bullshit combo cards. Like it was your devil's dues, your rigged elections, but then you had like your professor chimp and fiddler that were randomly in there. Yeah. But yeah, like it was the point is it was small. It was a like you could literally pull it up on your phone and you didn't even have to minimize. You're like, oh yeah, I can see it all on one screen. We're good. Yeah, like if there ever become if we have so many bands where there's a page two, like that's probably bad. I, yeah. I know I exaggerated a little bit with the thousand pages, but like you know, yeah. if, if there's ever like a page two, I feel like that's already not in a good place. And at that point, like rotations would have just made way more sense. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And I'm, I'm that's I think that's the point right there if you can ban and keep it within like a very healthy number, then I think you can just go without rotation. But if it does get to a point where like the ban hammer just starts hitting everything, you're better off just rotating. Yeah. Like and I think the problem is, is yeah. Like to keep things fresh, if you're banning like 20 cards at a time or something, that's bad. But if you're only banning, the problem is like right now, if we set the precedent that we ban five and then in former sets, we ban five, that's going to start adding up to, I, it also it depends on how long the game lasts, too. I mean, I hope the game lasts a long time. But, mm-hmm. you know, it probably won't last forever, as sad as that is to say. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Oh, yeah. It has a shelf life, for sure. But, you know, we I, I'm here to ride it out until that expiration date. That's oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, I'm here, too. It's like a Twinkie, man. I hope it lasts forever. But, I mean, overall, I think right now it's in a good spot. Maybe another card or two could definitely go. But I think... You know, you can even go to FF decks, and things are pretty diverse. I mean, yeah, there are clearly top archetypes that are still going to continue to be good, but I, I can still say I very rarely, in every tournament I've ever been to, and this is from the moment I started playing competitively, very rarely do I play against a, an archetype with the exception of Turbo Discard. <laughs> Turbo Discard was the only exception to this and which is why these are the most healthy bands the game has seen i've never gone to a tournament and played the same archetype more than twice even in a field that is like packed full of mono water you know maybe i just got lucky with navigating the matchups like i'd never play that matchup more than twice yeah yeah i think i I think we're a bit spoiled by that for sure like we have our, our fields are pretty diverse in comparison to other card games that i've played Oh, yeah. Like, if you go to a Magic tournament, like, right now, if you go to a standard Magic tournament, you're probably going to play against Mono Red Aggro four times in a row. Then you're going to play against Esper Hero another two times in a row. Then you're going to be like, well, fuck this game. I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. You know, whereas here, like, I know I'll play against Fire Ice round one, then maybe I'll play against Earthwind round two, then maybe I'll play against Fire Ice again, but there's a good chance until Top Cut, I'm probably not going to see Fire Ice again, one way or another. 
You know, like it's it's not that the decks aren't there, but every not every single person is on the same deck, which is what really really helps keep the game feeling fresh right. for sure. Yeah. So, but overall, man, you know, tell us tell us what you guys think. You know, um, post in the comments below. Um, you know, when we post this on the Facebook pages on YouTube. You know, let us know what you think. Do you let, do you prefer bannings? Do you prefer rotations? I know it's been a. Uh, I know a lot of people have talked about it on Alex's article, and if you haven't read that, go back and read it. It's a good, good read, and you know maybe it'll kind of you know m- maybe you've been feeling that way too because I know I have, and I, I think I think either way, I don't think there's a wrong answer. What, what if you like one or, as opposed to the other, or you don't like either? You know, you want the game to just be the Wild West. You know, that's not a wrong answer either. You play the game the way you like it. That's why you play the game. Um, you know, just let us know what you think. Let us know if there's cards you'd want to see banned or if they were going to do a rotation. How far, like, how far up do you want to see sets one through three, one through four, whatever. You know, just let us know what you think. But uh, otherwise, Adam, any parting thoughts this week? I got nothing. I feel like I've rambled enough. <laughs> so. Yeah, but it's but it's good. it's a good topic, especially right now with the game getting ready to change like it is for sure. Um, but other than that, I've got nothing. Uh, I know we've got some, uh, we've got an LQ coming up next weekend at jerseys. That's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to, I think we're going to tech deck team deck 4.0. I think we're going to do it again. Yeah. It sounds like a, sounds like a plan. Yeah, I dig it. But, uh, otherwise I've got nothing. And, uh, you know, next week we'll be back talking about, you know, more, probably more spoilers, more events, all kinds of good stuff. You know, the stuff that you come in to tune in every week. Probably some one-liners, you know, maybe, maybe another John Wick reference or two. You know, we'll see what happens when we get there. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, signing off for this week, guys. As always, thanks for listening. Yep, see you later. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes.